That's a two-game winning streak. Here we go. Season is starting to roll. And just like that, we got breaking news for today. It's been something that was talked about uh, with the way Lonzo has been playing. Lonzo Ball has been the starting point guard filling in for Rajon Rondo, who has been out because he decided to punch Chris Paul. Anyways, Lonzo Ball has been the starting point guard the last two games in the last two wins, and he's played very well all over the place. He's like the point guard Draymond for this team. He's doing it all. Last game had a quad five. Just absolutely playing incredible. For where he is right now, without the chemistry with LeBron, he's playing really well. And we knew that we were going to come to this point. Rondo only had the two games of suspension. Ingram has more. Rondo will be back tonight against the Spurs. And the source from Dave McMenamin reporting on ESPN is saying that Lonzo Ball will keep that starting point guard position over Rondo. It's a smart decision. I don't even know how it's even a question. Um, If you would have gone to Rondo, it would have been a terrible decision, and it's something you just can't do. Lonzo is ready to play, and in my opinion, he's he's working better with... He's working better with LeBron than than Rondo is. Rondo, it's not like you're going to get bad things from Rondo. Um, But his chemistry with LeBron just isn't as good as what Lonzo's has been, at least in the last two games, is what I've seen. Lonzo and LeBron's passing is just on another level. Rondo is, is right there with them. But the quick touch passes that Lonzo has changes the game. And we, we even saw a few of those in the last two games Lonzo's touch passes to LeBron. There was about two or three of them. One on the sideline on that crazy play, and then the other one on the fast break where he got it down the lane, and it was a touch pass straight to LeBron on the block, and he finished the layup. Those are types of things that not only is it just two points on that possession, two points on the other possession, it it gets the momentum rolling. And I think it's something that Rondo, at least in this stage of his career, in the the back stages, maybe when he was younger, he might have been able to do it. And I think he'll be good on the the bench with... uh, with that unit, but starting with LeBron, Lonzo just makes more sense. He's got more energy. He's younger. He could shoot better, which has been surprising. But he has been shooting the ball very well. Um, so I think, I think this is a good problem to have. Having to decide between Lonzo and Rondo, it's a good problem because now you have a floor general on both the starting unit and the backup unit. And the thing is, is that. Who is the veteran here? Who is the guy you can trust no matter what because they've played countless years and are ready for anything that's thrown at them? That's Rondo. So why not play him with that bench unit so he can control that whole unit? Lonzo has less pressure on the starting unit because there's a guy, you know, LeBron James also on that unit. So he's the floor general. Lonzo is just another floor general that can play off of him. And so far in those last two games... uh, it's looked great. I mean, the Lakers got suspensions with Rondo and Ingram and all of a sudden went on a two-game winning streak. Yeah, they beat the Suns, not really much, but that last win against the Nuggets was something special. That was a good win for them. And they caught fire at the end, and that unit of Lonzo, LeBron, Kuzma, and Hart are igniting this team, and they got to roll with them. And I don't think they got to roll with them just because they're hot. They got to roll with them because those are their four best players. I know a lot of people love Brandon Ingram, and he might have more raw potential than those guys, but right now, 
I can't say that Ingram is better than any of those three guys. And Kuzma, Londo, and Hart. On a consistent game-to-game basis, those guys are outplaying Ingram. And the fit, not only are they outplaying him, but that fit. The fit next to LeBron. And just with the whole unit, it works better with those guys. Anyways, I'll get to Ingram later on, but let's let's stay here with with Lonzo and Rondo. You have to go in Lonzo. You have to. He's producing everywhere. Not only is he producing, he's surprising everyone by shooting, shooting the ball well. I mean, his percentages are unreal right now for what his shot looks like and what he shot his rookie year. He's shooting the ball well, and he's got this. He's got this UCLA swagger back, and. He's playing with such confidence, and I don't know if the confidence is coming from just him becoming more comfortable or if it's LeBron giving him that confidence because LeBron is finding him a majority of the time. If you watch watch the game closely, you'll, you'll see, especially in the first half, LeBron loves to drive inside, penetrate, draw the defense in, and kick it out to Lonzo. And the defense is going to lag off of Ron, Lonzo a little bit because he's not a knockdown shooter, even though he's shooting the ball well to start the year. And LeBron continuously passing it out to Lonzo is just continually giving him that confidence. I know I just said continuously and then continually. So, if you're following me there, stay with me. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If Lonzo does start slumping and Rondo's playing with a, well with that backup unit, you go with Rondo. I mean... I think both of those guys are such pros. I know Lonzo's only in the second season. But those guys are such pros that they can handle saying, okay, you're coming off the bench tonight, you're going to start tonight, and flip-flopping, depending on where they are, depending on how the units are rolling. Maybe when Ingram comes back, if he starts and Kuzma goes to the bench, or if he starts and Hart goes to the bench and Lonzo starts playing poorly again, maybe you make another switch. It's a long season. It's only been five games. But for what, right now at least, you can't make any changes. You cannot make any changes. Lonzo getting more minutes right now, starting next to LeBron, that's a win for the Lakers. It's an absolute win. And the thing is, is that on that bench unit, there's no creator. The biggest creator is Lance, and I know he's been playing out of his mind, but guys, that cannot, that, it, it just, it's not going to keep up. He's going to have these big games like that. And then he's going to have games where we're going to question why he's on the team. He's just a hit or miss player, and that's what he is. He's an enigma. He's fun to watch. And But with Rondo on that bench unit, he can control it more. And depending on who goes to the bench, when Ingram comes back, is it Kuzma, is it Hart? Maybe it's even Ingram. Rondo's there to control the, the pace, create those opportunities for those players, and that bench unit is going to be way more successful with him on the floor than I think Lonzo because Lonzo is more confident with the starters than he is off the bench. The thing is, is that with Lance, that the biggest revelation of Rondo's suspension, we all thought it would be Lonzo because Lonzo just obviously takes over the starting position. Um, but it's it, it has been Lance. Lance has been, in the last two games, I mean, I, I man, I've been watching LeBron. For a long time. And I never really hated Lance. I know Lance has got into it with LeBron many times in all the years. Back in, man, I remember back in those Pacer years. 
those teams gave the Heat some fits. Those were some pretty well-rounded teams uh, with Paul George, Danny Granger, Roy Hibbert, David West, uh, George Hill, and then Lance off the bench. And Lance fits that role perfectly. And what he is is he creates problems for defenses. He creates problems for offenses just because he's this erratic guy who is just playing his heart out at all times. And you know what? I could respect that, and I always have. Do I think he's a good basketball player? Absolutely not. Can he have spurts? Of course. We've seen it. And if he keeps playing like this, I don't know. Maybe maybe something's changing. I mean, I don't want to say this to just talk up LeBron like I always do, but we're seeing big-time play from both Lance and JaVale McGee, guys who have been ridiculed their entire careers, laughing stocks. And I know that one play we saw where Lance went down the lane did the back, behind the back pass to JaVale. JaVale did a floater that missed completely. Lance got the rebound, flailed, went outside, held the ball out with his one hand, tried to fake it around, go inside, and then threw it up, air ball. Those are the type of plays that have been happening their entire careers, both of those players. That's why they've been laughing stocks. You know? And all of a sudden, I know it's five games. I know it's five games. But both Lance and JaVale McGee, they're playing incredibly well. They're playing, they're fitting their role perfectly, and they're contributing. And that's all you can ask for from those two players. I, I, I really can't honestly expect this to continue the whole year. But for now, man, got to roll with it. The thing that's going to be interesting is with Rondo back tonight is that what's a problem with Lance is Lance is great when it comes to offense. Lance is great with the I wouldn't say great. Sorry, I'll go back on that. Lance is good with the ball. That's when he's at his best. He's really only effective when he has the ball. When he doesn't have the ball, he can spot up and take a few threes, but... He's not that great. He's not going to space the floor completely. Defenses aren't going to respect him as much from outside. So to have Rondo and Lance coming off the bench, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle Lance. Because if Rondo's out there, he needs the ball. If Lance is out there, he needs the ball. And they're most likely going to be playing some minutes together. So that's going to be something to watch for this game tonight against the the Spurs and for games coming up. It's going to see what Lance does with it. Um, I'm interested to see how he handles that, how he handles Rondo dictating the floor and finding people open. But Lance needs to continue his energy and needs to be that spark. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really say too much else. I can't believe I'm even saying it. I know they asked LeBron after the game when he said, make him dance, Lance, was the reason. And the reporter immediately said, can you... Can you even believe you're saying that? And I know he ignored the question, but how crazy is it that we're at this team? I know when we saw this team put together, Lance and Rondo on the same team as LeBron, nuts. LeBron's had issues with both of them, but specifically specifically Lance. But it's just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I guess he's a guy that you hate when he's on the other team and you love when he's on yours. Like I said, I never hated him just because I didn't think he was all that good. And I thought he... The thing is, when it does come playoff time, the Lakers make it. Lance can't play that much. Because as good as he may produce right now, there's going to be a lot of bad from Lance. 
and those lead to turnovers, transition, easy baskets. I've seen enough of Lance to know that this right now isn't going to be the whole season. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be a big roller coaster with Lance Stevenson. Anyways, let's move on to the suspensions. Um, who took the biggest hit? We know that Lance benefited the most from it. Lance and Rondo, but I would say Lance specifically because he got more minutes at the at the backup point guard basically position. Um, had the ball in his hand on, 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 on with the second unit. Anyways, who took the biggest hit? You think? For me, it's easily Brandon Ingram. Not only is Ingram missing out on games and opportunities to build chemistry with LeBron and the rest of that unit, Kyle Kuzma's playing out of his mind at that small forward position. He looks incredible next to LeBron, both games. He's looked great. You know, I mean, they started the year out with him at power forward and center and trying to play with all that, and he's... Man, the guy's smaller than LeBron. Why are we playing him at power forward and center? The guy is an attacker. He's a shooter. That small forward position is his position, especially with LeBron there. Having both those guys on the floor is such an interchangeable small forward, power forward position on a nightly basis. So I think Ingram took the biggest hit easily. I mean, he came. we came into the year saying he was the second best player, and it still may be true. They're 2-0 without him. They got a big win over the undefeated Nuggets. And yeah, they were competitive in the first three games. I'm not saying the reason they won is because Ingram's not in the lineup. I'm just saying I think the chemistry is a little better with him outside of the starting lineup. Um, Does it change when he comes back? Does he come back in and start for Kuzma? Or like I said, does he come in, maybe start at that shooting guard position for Hart? Hart comes off the bench. We'll have to wait and see on that one. I know Brandon Ingram is an excellent young talent with a ton of potential. But you have to sit there and think and ask yourself, is he the right fit for this team? And for LeBron? What type of player is he? You can be a great player, but you might just might not just be the greatest fit. I know this is a different level because they're all-stars. But think about it this year. I know it's only the first couple games. Look how good the Toronto Raptors are. DeMar DeRozan was an all-star for that team. It was incredible. But was he the right fit for them? He didn't play any defense. He didn't stretch the floor. Now they got Kawhi Leonard. And I know Kawhi Leonard's a little bit better than DeRozan, so they're going to be better. But look at their fit, and look at how well Kyle Lowry is playing. Kyle Lowry, through these first week and a half, is the most underrated point guard in the league. I and mean, he is having... He's got to be, I mean, if we stop the year right now, other than the top guys in the MVP, he's up there. Him and Kawhi. I mean, the, the Raptors look like a force right now. They were my pick to go to the finals. Um, I thought so because of their defense. I did not think they were going to be this good offensively. But man, Lowry, I know as much as he hates not playing with Droz anymore, him and Kawhi, that's a good duo to watch. And I'm just saying, fits matter. In sports, especially the NBA. Especially the NBA. You got five people on the court at the same time. That's it. Not like any other sport. Only five. You got to work well with each other. You can't have a ton of random people out there, even if they're all really good. If they're all good at the same thing, what does it, what does it matter? You got to have people who can shoot. You got to people who have, you got to have people that can defend, pass, rebound. You got to have a mixture of everything. 
that's my that's my worry with Brandon Ingram. I know he's good. I'm not discounting him. But is he the right fit for this team? It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I will say that Ingram has going for him is, is Josh Hart has been very good with active hands defensively off ball. But on ball, he's been getting blown by a lot. Um, I don't have metrics and stats and stuff like that on it. But my eye test that I've seen with the game is he's struggling to keep defenders or to keep the offense in front of him. They're going by him a little too much. And the thing is with Ingram, Ingram's got that length to stay with people. And if he was at the shooting guard position, he would be guarding, he would be defending guards. And shooting guards, not point guards. Point guards are a little too quick, I think, for him. Kind of takes away from his ability to rebound too because he'd be out on the perimeter. But with shooting guards, they're a little bigger. He could defend them better than I think he could defend a three or a four because he's not very strong. He's not very big, but he's got that length. And he could really irritate some shooting guards in this league. So maybe Luke plays him at the two when he comes back and keeps Kuzma in there. So I don't really know how you bench Kuzma right now with the way he's been playing. And then off the bench, you got Rondo and Lance. There's no shooting there. Ingram isn't the greatest shooter. He's not terrible, but he's not the greatest shooter. If you put Josh Hart with that unit, it might be the smart thing to do. I love I love Josh Hart, and I hope he plays a lot of minutes with, with LeBron. I don't think, even if he goes to the bench, it should discount his minutes. I think he should still play about 25 to 30 minutes a night, maybe even more. Um, he's a great spark plug, and man, he's been consistent. So he should play just about, just about the same amount he's been playing, even when Ingram comes back, but maybe he comes off the bench. Um... That's going to be the issue. Finding There needs to be one guy that's a six-man. Rondo will be the backup floor general. Won't be the six-man. You need a guy to come off the bench and be that scorer. Have that scorer's mentality. And it's either going to be Ingram or Hart, I think. I don't think Kuzma's a guy because I think Kuzma needs someone to get him the like, like a LeBron and Lonzo. With LeBron and Lonzo on the floor, I think Kuzma excels a little more. And I think those three have to start. And obviously, JaVale has to start because where else are you going to go? So, speaking of Lonzo, LeBron, and Rondo, do you think, I I know, listen, I'm a big believer in not overreacting. Trust me. Anybody who knows me knows I don't like to overreact. I used to overreact all the time. When it came to the Chargers, when it came to LeBron, I learned my lesson. There's no point to overreact. There's no point to hype up something and become so obsessed with, this player is going to be this all-time great player and they're going to be awesome. And when they don't, it's crushing. You have to be realistic. But I'm not kidding right now. This Laker team, they could be the best overall passing team in a long time or maybe all time. I mean, think about it. LeBron is what? Top three passer of all time? I mean, who do you even put above him? You can make the argument for Magic Johnson. I won't, I won't discredit that. I think LeBron's a little better because of his physical attributes. Magic was flashier. I'll give you that. There was a lot of flashier point guards. Jason Williams was flashier. But LeBron's passing is literally perfect. I'm not kidding. His bounce passes into the paint, his vision, and not only that, the best pass that he has that no one, I haven't seen anyone do. Now, Ben Simmons could get there, but his cross-court passing it's almost like you can't have a defense for it. I mean, you either open the lane up if you don't help off your guy 
two or three passes away, or you help off your guy, and LeBron's still going to find him. I mean, he pinpoints the passes directly into the shooter's pocket from the other side of the floor. It's something that players haven't seen, haven't defended against. That changes how you can defend LeBron, and not only that, defend the team that's on the floor. I mean, I know I'm hyping him, hyping him up a little bit, but I, I genuinely really think that LeBron is the greatest passer of all time. And, you know, growing up, my favorite player when I first started watching basketball was Steve Nash. And I think Steve Nash was the best point guard passer of all time. You know, Magic gets a lot of credit for his passing, but he was more, he was more all around. I think we forget that. Magic was all around. Great rebounder, great scorer, and also an awesome passer. And we see his highlights he was very flashy with his passes, and I think that's why he gets a lot of the, the rep that he's a great passer. He played with a lot of great players, too. I'm not discrediting Magic. Top five player of all time. Best point guard of all time until Curry overtakes him. But we forget about some of the guys who can pass over the years. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Even in today's game, Chris Paul is so underrated in passing the ball. But when it comes to the Lakers, you got LeBron to lead the team. He's averaging 9, 9.2 assists per game. That's a career high. Even though it's through five games, everyone's saying how this team can't shoot the ball. I was one of them. They still can't. I, I don't think they're an elite shooting team. They're making shots, but they're not an elite shooting team. And LeBron's still averaging 9.2 assists. I mean, he's setting people up for layups. Setting people up for open, wide open shots that these, te- these players haven't seen probably in their whole life. And not only is he finding the players... He's finding them in their shooting pocket. That's the one thing. If you watch LeBron, pay attention to that. And Lonzo does the same thing. But anyways, what what LeBron does is he finds it right where the person likes to shoot the ball. I remember when Kyle Korver came to Cleveland a couple years ago, there was a report out that said, as soon as Kyle Korver came into the locker room, LeBron's first question asked him, how do you like to shoot the ball? Where do you like to catch the ball? Right hip, left hip, middle of the stomach, up above. Where do you like to catch the ball so you'll be in rhythm to shoot immediately? That's the kind of knowledge LeBron tries to gain from his teammates. So he makes sure he finds them in rhythm. I mean, I I don't know what else to say. And then after that, you got Lonzo, who his skip passes, his passes in transition, touch passes, his IQ is next level. And that's why he's going to be good in this league. And that's why I think the comparison to Jason Kidd was spot on for him. He reminds me of a young Jason Kidd big time. Can pass the ball, has size, can defend, can score with his size, can shoot a little bit. He reminds me of a Jason Kidd. He's just a little longer. That's He's like a mixture of Jason Kidd and Draymond Green. Just doesn't have Draymond's legit defense. He could play defense. But he's not at that level. And then you also have Rondo, who's coming back tonight. He's averaging 10.5 assists in those first couple games. Three games, I think. I mean, 9.2 for LeBron, 10.5 for Rondo in the first few. And then Lonzo had seven assists in the last two starts. I mean, that's like 27 assists a game between three players. It's pretty damn good. And not only that, but the passes are are spectacular. So that's something to watch. 
They're a great passing team, and I think that's a big reason why they've been competitive in the first three games and won the last two. They're not a great shooting team. They're not a great scoring team, but they could pass the ball and find the open guy, find the cutters, and get easy baskets, and it's attributing to wins. It really is. Last thing I'll talk about, JaVale McGee. Man, could he be more impressive? I don't I don't think he could. He's, he's legit been a surprise, and he's been a legit center. He's been awesome. He leads the team in efficiency. His player efficiency rating is 29.1. It's more than LeBron. It's more than anyone else on the team. It's, his career average is 19.2. So it's 10 points higher this year. His best season for player efficiency rating was two years ago. He had a 25.2. But he was on the Warriors. So... Your efficiency, it's a little difficult to have a bad efficiency when you're the fifth best player on the floor at all times. <laughs> Either way, he was only playing 9.6 minutes a game that year. So he was being efficient in the little minutes he had. He's playing 25.4 minutes a game this year and averaging a better efficiency rating. He's averaging 2.8 blocks a game. That's second in the league to Anthony Davis. And not only that, but he's averaging 17.2 points per game in the first five. That's third on the team behind LeBron and Kuzma. You can't ask for better output from JaVale McGee. You can't even ask for better output from a center unless you have an all-star. I mean, he's doing everything and more. I was very skeptical that JaVale was going to be the starting center for this team. I thought it was a, a laughable. They're really going to go with JaVale? I was dead wrong, at least through the first five. He's been awesome. And if he continues like that, it's going to change the way people look at his career. Even if it's only one year, it's going to change the way people look at his career. He's been incredible. Anyways, Lakers play tonight against the Spurs. Lost them in that high-scoring overtime game where LeBron missed the free throws. Hopefully they can have an answer for LaMarcus Aldridge tonight, even though he's on my fantasy team and I still want him to put up, you know, decent points. They have to take advantage of their weakness at guards, besides DeRozan. They have a weakness at guard. Patty Mills, Bryn Forbes. I don't even know who else. They have to attack that. And if they continue playing like they have been, it would be a big win for them to get to 3-3. Three and three. That'd be huge. Um, We'll see. I'm actually, for the first time, confident in this team tonight that they can get this win. Uh, Hope at least it'll be competitive like the last, the first five have been. So we'll see. Hopefully LeBron shoots about 80% from free throw at least, and they can get a win and get to three and three. 